Today, Rinpoche began to explain the Bodhisattva vow, how to take it, and who is an appropriate vessel to take that Bodhisattva vow. Okay. So, um, previously, so welcome everybody. Once again, uh, we're looking, thank you very much, Coleman. We're looking at uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically the section on uh, training the mind the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, so we're going to, in the English, uh, we just finished up the, the section that deals with the idea that the perfection of wisdom teachings that we find in the sutra vehicle are those uh, teachings that we would call teachings that are shared in common or are, have a, a commonality with others. Um, so we've shown how uh, those perfections also are common to the, perf the tantric vehicle um, as well as the perfection vehicle. Uh, so we finished that section, and now right below it, um, there is, I'm not sure if Rinpoche is, we're going to concentrate on the next stanza uh, on page 99, uh, if everybody wants to turn to that, uh, or if we're going to get into a new chapter. So just, uh, just wait and see which Rinpoche decides to do. So that's where we are. This one. So the six perfections are um, actual practices that we find in the perfection vehicle, but also these practices are common to the tantric vehicle as well. So uh, we call them common practices. Uh, so here it says um, that the actual tantric realizations of the deity uh, and the pure land and so forth are actual manifestations of the excellent qualities which are these practices. So it says, for in many of the tantric uh, classics we find repeated mention of the complete path of the perfections, the six perfections, 37 branches of enlightenment, the 16 emptinesses, etc. In the context <coughs> of explanations that the entire celestial mansion and the array of resident deities are the inner qualities of the mind. Therefore, know that all the perfections of wisdom literature, explanations about what is to be adopted and what is to be discarded, are comprehensively shared with the mantra vehicle, except in the case of tantric teachings for certain exceptional persons in which they must take the experience, sensory objects as the path, and so forth. Uh, so, uh, this is where we are. Disa. <laughs> 
Then Rimache, the um Doni Judru, the Parshin the the Kabiare, Okay. Um, so here it says that for in many Tantra classics we find repeated mention of the complete path of the perfections, the six perfections. So those are the perfections that we know of uh, and ha will go over in the future. And the 37 branches of enlightenment. So we already went over uh, those 37 branches of enlightenment utilizing Penchen Sunandrapa's uh, general meaning of perfection. Um, so we find that as our source for commentary, but it's also uh, presented in the um, ornament, Maitreya's ornament for clear realization. Uh, so it's broken up into various categories. We have the four uh, mindfulnesses or the uh, four close placements of mindfulness. Uh, so this is the first category. Uh, then the four uh, complete abandonments or four abandonments. Uh, and then the four uh, factors or four um, legs of magical emanation. Here it's, they also translate it as of miraculous powers. Um, but there's definitely legs, gambaji, the four legs of magical emanation. Uh, it says here in the commentary, it's also known as four legs, I'm reading it. Um, also here uh, we have the five faculties um, and then the five, the five powers. Uh, seven branches um, of the path of enlightenment, and then the final category, which is the eightfold path, or the eight branches of enlightenment, which is known as the noble uh, eightfold path. Uh, so these are the um, varying categories. Uh, 
Gotcha. These are the varying categories that we find within the 37 uh, branches of enlightenment as explained in Penchant Sanandrapa's text. And then the 16 emptinesses, uh, and when we look at the Abhisamalamkara uh, Maitreya's uh, ornament for clear realization, uh, we find that there are 20 wisdoms realizing emptinesses presented. Uh, so the first of those 20 are these 16 wisdoms realizing emptiness. So the 16 emptinesses are referring to uh, that which is mentioned in that text among the 20, uh, and it's actually separated into 16 and 4. And uh, those are actual wisdoms realizing emptiness, uh, and their source material, again, for that is the um, ornament for clear realization. Uh, so it's saying that uh, these excellent qualities of the mind just mentioned are what produce the mansion and produce the Pure Land, produce the deity. Uh, so it's saying that in, uh, um, in the context of the explanations that the entire celestial mansion and the array of resonant deities are the inner qualities of the mind. Therefore know that all the perfection of wisdom literature's explanations about what is to be adopted and what is to be discarded are comprehensively shared with the mantra vehicle. So here it's saying, except in the case of tantric teachings for certain exceptional persons. So it's saying, for the most part, most normal people, um, do it in this uh, fashion. So the, no, the normal, ordinary person would do it uh, in this fashion. Uh, it, it's saying that there are some cases, very few of exceptional persons, exceptional cases uh, where uh, one has to um, uh, use um, negativities as paths. So basically experience of sensory objects transforming them into paths. So that experience, uh, um, those which would normally be negative, that actual negativity in the, uh, is transformed. Uh, so it's saying that there are very few cases where one does that. Usually it's as explained here. Dig Sung Rinpoche. Oya Okay, so then it says, take the above explanation as a seed 
It's a little nipity. Microphones. Okay, take the above explanation as a seed and reflect on it well. If you are not then certain about a path that is not just part... Let me try this again. Take the above explanation as a seed and reflect on it well. If you are not then certain about a path that is not just partial but complete in all aspects, you have not comprehended the foundation of the Mahayana path in general. Therefore, intelligent ones generate a solid certainty about this path of method and wisdom and in many ways continuously grow in their... In, continuously grow in your natural capacity for the supreme vehicle.
The Techen Yalen Shi, the Ewa Sum. Sumbal Habala Hubs, the Manishi Badla, Ni Tibashila so now we get into uh, category number three. So we move on to the next uh, chapter. The explanation of the process of learning the precepts. Uh, so then there are two uh, major headings there. Uh, we have first, how to train in the Mahayana in general, and then number two, how to train specifically in the Vajrayana, the Tantrayana. Uh, so these are the two main categories. So the first category, how to train in the Mahayana in general, has three categories. First category, establishing the desire to learn the precepts of the Spirit of Enlightenment. Second category, taking the vows of the conqueror's children after establishing the desire to learn the precepts. And number three, how to train after taking the vows. Uh, so these are the three categories of uh, the first category um, of the third category. Less Okay, so these categories, again, explanation of the process of learning the precepts. First category is to train in the Mahayana in general, how you do that. And the second category is how to train specifically in Tantra, in Vajrayana. Then the three categories of how to train in the Mahayana in general, establishing desire to learn the precepts of the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so first is setting a motivation, a desire to want to learn. And then taking the vows of the conqueror's children after establishing the desire to learn the precepts. So this is actually taking the bodhisattva vow. And then how to train after you've taken the vows. So what do you do? Once you've taken a bodhisattva vow, uh, what should you train in? What should you do? So these are the three categories. Decent. This one. Bring that book. <laughs> Shansanji老婆是老婆的想法,他们去,想呢,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就是,就
So here, uh, category number one uh, is under how under the main heading of how to train in the Mahayana in general is establishing the desire to learn the precepts of the Spirit of Enlightenment. 
so here it's going to show the differences between the vows and sets in general. So uh, the difference between the Tantrayana and individual liberation vows and the Bodhisattva vow. Um, so it says, <coughs> the discipline of individual liberation in Tantra, it is inappropriate to study the precepts before you have first taken the vows, but the, these Bodhisattva vows are different. So in the, what it's saying here is that the individual liberation vows, uh, such as the fully ordained monk or the fully ordained nun vow or novice monk and nun vow um, and so forth, um, the Rinpoche, the Genye, Pai Domba, Tambo, the Lobjong Che Chogamare. Okay. Chipa. So I was just double checking with Rinpoche um, because it seems so simple there's only five. Um, if it also would include the layperson vow. Um, so it does. So Rinpoche said all of the um, individual liberation vows um, would be the same. Um, as well as the tantric vows. First you take the vow, then you can study what the vows are. So even in the case of the five vows of the householder, you aren't supposed to know those vows first before you take them. Um, so uh, you aren't supposed to study them, you're not supposed to read the list of them, nothing. It's supposed to be you take the vow uh, because you have the desire to, because it's called individual liberation, to, you have renunciation, so you want to emerge and you know this is, you take it no matter what. Um, so, uh, <coughs> the Bodhisattva vow is different. The Bodhisattva vow is a vow that you can study and analyze, and then at the point to which you understand it and, and have trained in it, it, it actually says uh, uh, after you have trained in them, uh, so you actually decide whether or not to take the vow based on your understanding of the vow and your ability to keep the vow in place of practice. Um, so, it says, um, first you understand the precepts well, and then, after you are trained in them, if you have an enthusiasm for taking them, you are given the vows. In this regard, the Bodhisattva vow says, for persons wanting to take the ethical discipline vows of a Bodhisattva, you should make known in advance the fundamental precepts and the sources of fault for Bodhisattvas taught here in the summary of the Bodhisattva Fundamentals for the Bodhisattva's scriptural collection of the discourses. If after sincere investigation and intelligent analysis these persons are inspired, and if it is not because of being made to do it by someone else and it is not to compete with others, then know that these are reliable Bodhisattvas. These persons should be given the vows of ethical discipline and should receive them in accord with the ritual. Um, so just as a translator's note, you see that it says it's making a qualifying factor that the persons of Bodhisattva says that these are eligible Bodhisattvas. So it's assuming that you are already a Bodhisattva if you are taking the Bodhisattva vow. Um, so there's an assumption there that you are a Bodhisattva if you're qualified to take a Bodhisattva vow. So um, it's just interesting. Here uh, we find this in the Bodhisattva levels, uh, Master Asanga's uh, Bodhisattva Bhumis, where again there's this qualification that you are a Bodhisattva. Um, so, um, let's see. Uh, <coughs> so within the tantric vows and the individual liberation vows, uh, you are supposed to first take the vow and then <coughs> the Bodhisattva vow. One is allowed to study the vow and then take it. Dixon.
ਉਹ ਦਿਨ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਮੈਂ ਨਾ ਅੰਨ ਸਾਚੂ ਸੇ ਬਦੋ ਬਲੇ ਬਤਿਆਂ ਬਚਾਂਦੇ ਰਹੇ ਸਾਚੂ ਸੇ ਬਤਿਆਂ ਬਈਂਬਾ ਰਿਬਾ ਸ਼ਾਦੇ ਚੁਦੀ ਜੇ ਦੋਬਾ ਯਾ ਤਾਬਾ ਲਾਲਾ ਦੇ ਛੁਗਾ ਜੀਂ ਤੋ ਤੇ ਜਾਂ ਨਬਾ ਸ਼ਾਸ਼ੀਸ ਵਦ ਦੋਬਾ ਲੈਂਗੇ ਦੇ ਲੋ ਵਦਨ ਕਿ ਤੇ ਜਾਂ ਗਸਾਂ ਦੋਨਾ ਅਨ ਕੋਲ ਦੋਬਾ ਤੇ ਜੀਂ ਕੋਰੇ ਸਦਾ ਨਬਾ ਸ਼ਾਸ਼ੀ ਤਲਾ ਪੋਬਾ ਯਾ ਸ਼ਾਉਸਾ ਤਲਾ ਪੋਬਾ ਯਾ ਸ਼ਾਉਸ ਖਾਜੋ ਨਮਤਨ ਸਗੋਨਾ ਸ਼ੇਸੋਸ so if we are to ask uh, who has said these things where is lama sankapa getting the information from uh, we would find it in the bodhisattva levels so we have the five treatises on the levels and the two compendiums and this falls categorically under the one of the treatises on the levels um it says for persons wanting to take the ethical discipline vows of a bodhisattva should make known in advance the fundamental precepts uh and the sources of fault for bodhisattvas taught here in the summary of the bodhisattva fundamentals for the bodhisattva scriptural collection of the discourses um so it's saying here that if someone is an interest or an inclination to a bodhisattva vows they should be given the information um and they should understand well what those vows are um uh, as it says in, as taught in the summary of the bodhisattva fundamentals for the bodhisattva scriptural collection of the discourse if after sincere investigation and intelligent analysis these persons are inspired and it, if it is not because of uh, so if it, as long as the inspiration is pure as long as it isn't influenced by external factors uh, as long as it comes from an internal motivation based on study based on intelligence and wisdom uh then um if that um let me try that again the desire um to take the bodhisattva vow has to be based on a prior investigation and analysis and a firm understanding of the bodhisattva vow to be sure that it's something that you wish to take um so it has to be free from various conditions it has to be free from the condition of uh being um, done it doing so others see you doing it and competing with them in that kind of way uh or um some kind of pressure that you're given um by someone else so these are factors that shouldn't be there it should be from uh an internal motivation brought about by understanding and wisdom uh it says then know that these are reliable bodhisattvas so the 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 person who is a bodhisattva that has not been influenced or pressured uh is the quali- suitable candidate for the 18 root and 46 secondary vows so uh these persons should be given the vows of ethical discipline and should receive them in accord with the ritual so saying once that kind of person the person who has analyzed the person who studied knows what the vows are is an appropriate candidate and you should give them those vows of ethical discipline of the bodhisattva dikson ta shanju sembe domba tanga go jena da wanzu samale shanju sembe domba male ba chuk mare da shanju sembe domba le go da shanju sembe domba le de domba de chega le sena chega chega de da male sena den rabe je ma tongo ne je tu je ma ro shanju sembe domba jul te bala shanju sembe yi wo re shanju sembe yi na shanju de mano tabo 
Um, so, what happens then when we uh, <coughs> go and, and attain, uh, attend a ceremony, such as a um, blessing or initiation or any among the ceremonies where the Bodhisattva vow is given? It must be given in order for the tantric ceremony to go on. Um, it has to be in the beginning stages as part of the preliminaries in order for the ceremony to um, begin uh, and be concluded. Um, so uh, what, is, what happens then? Because in order for you to receive a bodhisattva vow, you have to be a bodhisattva. It's a qualification. Uh, you don't receive the bodhisattva vow if you aren't a bodhisattva. So what happens? Here what happens is a facsimile of the bodhisattva vow arrives that serves as a seed or serves as a connective, uh, a connector to the actual um, bodhicitta that the actual bodhisattva vow that you will eventually take when you are a bodhisattva, that when you have bodhicitta. Um, so the only way to get the bodhisattva vow is to be a bodhisattva, but when you take it as an ordinary person who's not a bodhisattva, you're creating something that's like a bodhisattva vow, that's similar to a bodhisattva vow, that creates a connection to the real bodhisattva vow later on. So it's a preliminary for actually getting a real bodhisattva vow. Unless, of course, you're a bodhisattva. If you're a bodhisattva, then you receive the bodhisattva vow. And that's each individual knows that. Um, so in the cases of, uh, like myself, uh, Rimche is saying, we, we receive a facsimile of the bodhisattva vow. Um, ね、さあ、けて、けてにね、ひね、たしんさざじね、たじやぶじね、しゃんしゅせめどばかれいめ、たじゃかれいめ、ちゅんかれいめ、ぺんかれいめ、とるんがろ、ひね、たね、たじし
In order for there to be a very stable bodhisattva vow that arises, uh, there has to be this in-depth analysis. Um, so, um, because uh, the motivation has to be there to want to keep it, uh, so you first analyze it. So it says here, um, uh, if after a sincere investigation and intelligent analysis, so it says you should look at what are the faults of taking the bodhisattva vow, are there any? What are the faults of not taking the bodhisattva vow? What are the benefits of taking the bodhisattva vow? What are the benefits of not taking the bodhisattva vow? Uh, so this is the in-depth analysis that is being spoken of. Um, what are the, the negativities of not keeping the bodhisattva vow? What are the benefits of... Um, of uh, what, are the ben uh, what are the negativities of not keeping the bodhisattva vow? Is it more negative to have the vow and not keep it or not have the vow? So this is what analysis is uh, um, in terms of the bodhisattva vow. So once the person who wishes to have the bodhisattva vow has done a thorough analysis in that fashion, has looked at the faults, has looked at the benefits, has analyzed it from every way possible, at that point in time, if he or she then wishes to have or take the vow, um, then that person should be right away given the, the bodhisattva vow. It says that these persons should be given the vow of ethical discipline and should receive them in accordance with the ritual. So um, as soon as the person has all of those qualities, which are um, you know, the wisdom which has analyzed this bodhisattva vow and the motivation and faith and so forth to want to take this modisapa vow. Once this wish and this wanting for the vow uh, is there based on wisdom, at that point the person should immediately be given the bodhisattva vow. So I think that's everything. Uh, Rimche repeated a few points in there, but I believe that that's everything. Deekson Rimche. <laughs> Eating. 
So we find the bodhisattva vows um, in the six session guru yoga when we recite it. You see that it's uh, they're listed within the in the, the bigger uh, six session guru yogas. Those bodhisattva vows are listed, um, and the sometimes just the root uh, vows, the eighteen root, um, but the lengthier ones also have the forty six secondary infractions. Uh, so making for a total of sixty four. Uh, bodhisattva vows, um, right? Yes, <laughs> make you for a total of sixty-four uh, bodhisattva vows. Dixon. What is what? Ah, Shachu Shimbo Dumba Lenga Kol Tuje Nagga Chandu Nanu Kol Dumba Dumbu Jingures. Ne Chuga Jingdo Tejang Naba Shachin Shachu Shimbo Dumba Ne Kundaba Yokendel Jingures Shachin Tella. Boba Shadaka so now Lama Tsongkhapa comments on the uh, Asanga's Bodhisattva's levels, uh, saying that this is a very good method because if you understand the precepts, bring them to mind, establish a wish to train in them from the depths of your heart, and then take the vows, you'll be extremely constant. Uh, so this extremely constant is uh, referring to the stability, uh, that the bodhisattva is very stable, and, 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 um, and just very stable. Dambocha uh, means it be like a rock, becomes very stable. Um, so, let me see. Ne so then Lama Tsongkhapa goes on to say that um, it'll be explained later and he doesn't want to become really wordy. Uh, it says to explain the precepts both here and below would make for too great a burden of words. So, so I shall indicate them below. Um, so Lama Tsongkhapa is saying 
because he doesn't want to be redundant, he's going to just um, give the information in the section where the information is. Diso. So number two, uh, taking the the vows of conqueror's children after establishing the desire to learn the precepts. So um, once you have this analysis and have this desire based on wisdom to take the bodhisattva vows, the actual taking of them. And then Lama Tsongkhapa actually references one of his other texts. I have already explained in detail in my basic path to awakening commentary on the Bodhisattva Levels chapter on ethical discipline. First, how to make, take the Bodhisattva vows. Immediately after that, how to guard against fundamental transgressions and tra transgressions which constitute minor infractions. And then how to repair vows if they degenerate. It is most definitely necessary that you read this before you take the vows, so understand them from here, from there. Diksa. This one. Nibadun ba lembi tu tsirin liyu njeba dan, tambo jeta lenlo dan, ne temata ne tatun dan, tayu dan juji, dadu jime chunu mudeji, tudu lami ne yudu yore, tatun juji dans, so here it says first how to take the bodhisattva vows immediately after that how to guard against fundamental transgressions so here this is speaking of the root vows so there are 18 root vows and then how to uh, 
uh, fundament and transgressions which constitute minor infractions. So here, this is referring to the 46 secondary vows. So uh, the, the root vows and then the secondary vows, how to keep them, uh, and then how to re repair if they degenerate. Decent. So number three, how to train after taking the vows. And number three, there are actually three categories. Uh, first, what the precepts are based on. Second, how all precepts are included in the six perfections. And number three, what the process of, uh, I'm sorry, three, the process of learning the perfections. Uh, so then we first get into uh, what the precepts are based upon. Okay. This one last one. <laughs> See so if we were to take all of the um, various paths uh, of the Mahayana, the path of accumulation, path of preparation, path of seeing, path of meditation, and path of no more learning, we would see that it's really a summary 
uh, of the um, six perfections. So the six perfections can be really found uh, within those. And uh, then it says, there are limitless clear categorizations, but if you arrange the bodhisattva precepts by type, you can include them all within the six perfections. The six perfections are thus the great condensation of all the great key points of the bodhisattva path. The four ways to gather disciples, generosity, pleasant speech, working at aims, and consistency of behavior are also included within these six perfections as follows. The generosity is included as obvious. Pleasant speech is giving instructions to disciples. Taking the six perfections as the point of departure, working at the aims is establishing others in the aims of these instructions, and consistency of behavior is practicing just as the disciple does. Uh, so we begin to analyze and find that everything can be included within the six perfections in terms of practices uh, and the six perfections are generosity, ethics, um, effort, patience, concentration, and wisdom. Uh, so when we look at these six different categories we can say that this really is a summary of the path of the Buddhas, um, path to the to the Buddhas, if you will. Oh, yeah. What is it? 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 What is there Jimmy Zobogumba so um, the six perfections uh, each have their uh, own results. And we find in the um, Nagarjuna's precious garland uh, where it points out the specific um, connections uh, that these have to their results. So uh, it says, first, through generosity, uh, one has the enjoyments. Uh, so it says, through generosity, one has enjoyments. These are things like house and cars and things we use, water, food and drink, etc. So through generosity, we have the enjoyments. Uh, through um, 
ethics, one has happiness. Uh, so happiness referring to higher realms, etc. Uh, so, so through ethics, one has happiness. Uh, through um, patience, uh, one has good color or um, beauty. Uh, so through patience, one has beauty. Uh, through effort, one will have charisma or have uh, presence, a power of presence. Um, so through, through this effort, one will have power of presence. Uh, through concentration, one will have peace of mind or a mind that is very peaceful. Uh, and through wisdom, uh, enlightenment will be achieved or uh, something like this. Uh, enlightenment, uh, enlightenment will be achieved. Uh, so uh, these are the um, results that we find of the six perfections according to uh, Nagarjuna in the precious garland. So this is something that obviously uh, um, makes you have a doubt or a need for further investigation. Uh, so it would be interesting to ask scientists uh, what they think of this um, connective cause and effect uh, to the things that we have um, to see if, if this is something that they would agree with. So it's saying that you become rich uh, or have wealth through um, giving, um, through um, the power of, of generosity. So the text says that through generosity you will have wealth. What would a scientist say? Uh, where does wealth come from according to science? So the next is it says that from ethics comes happiness. Uh, so happiness of the higher realms of gods and humans and so forth. So here we, we state that this is how um, happiness occurs. What would a scientist say? How would a scientist say that this happiness of the higher realms and so forth occur? So according to the text, uh, beauty is comes from patience. Uh, so if you want to, for, for, to be beautiful, um, the cause is patience. So this is what we assert. What, what would uh, scientists assert? So the next effort. Um, from effort comes great presence or charisma. Uh, what would what would they say of this? Mm. So that you can see that um, there are some people who have this very tormented mind and others who have a very peaceful mind. Uh, and we say that the peaceful mind is a direct result of concentration or meditative stabilization. So um, true is actually freedom. So from wisdom comes freedom 
uh, sometimes liberation, troop, I guess, liberation or freedom, because uh, from wisdom one can get rid of the afflictive obstructions and the obstructions to omniscience. Lesser. Okay. When we divide uh, phenomena up, we, are, we can divide it into three separate categories. Manifest phenomena, hidden phenomena, and extremely hidden phenomena. Um, so, first category is manifest phenomena. Manifest phenomena is to the things that we can just see and experience. For instance, uh, the, the form that we see and have a direct valid cognition of, direct perception of, with our eye consciousness seeing a form. This would be an example of manifest phenomenon. The next category is hidden phenomena. Or, um, so, hidden phenomena would be things like emptiness, things like impermanence, uh, the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths, um, all of these things would categorically uh, fall into um, that which is hidden phenomena because one needs to rely upon a sign in order to establish it. Uh, it's not something that we directly perceive or directly um, understand. It's something that requires analysis and a sign in order to establish and then the last category is extremely hidden phenomena, or very hidden, or extremely hidden phenomena. And that would be things like what we're saying now. From uh, generosity comes the enjoyments. From ethics comes happiness. Uh, these things would be extremely hidden and would not be able to be understood just by relying upon a sign. Um, uh, one would need to have uh, a faith um, inference through belief or through faith uh, to establish this. So, how do we establish this faith through inference? Why, how do we believe this? Um, and it's, there are various texts that give us a way to do so. 
Arya Davis 400, verse and said, 400 verses says in stanza number 280, Whoever doubts what the Buddha said about that which is hidden should rely on emptiness and gain conviction in him alone. Uh, and then we find in uh, the Pramanavartika Karika by um, Dharmakirti where it says that um, through relying on uh, um, the hidden, such as the Four Noble Truths and so forth, one can develop faith and conviction in that which is extremely hidden. Um, so here, this is how one um, creates this faith through belief, or faith uh, inference through belief. It's by analyzing things which are hidden and establishing them as true, and then by realizing that these hidden things are, are fact, applying that same... Um, uh, logic to the extremely hidden in saying that if this is correct, this must be as well. Digson. But there is quite a, a bit, a lot to think about when we look at these. <laughs> Um, so these are things that uh, are understood uh, in time through inference, through belief. It's not something that you can see with direct perception. It's not something that you can see through correct use, through a correct sign. It's something that you can only use the correct sign of inference through belief. Um, and that, that is the only sign that you can use, and that is that it was stated by one who stated these other things. Um, so this is how inference through belief works, and it's something that happens over time, and because you can't directly perceive it, you can't use correct signs, you have to rely on the, the author, you have to rely on the speaker at that point, um, and that comes about through this process of understanding the hidden. She's saying that the great treatise on the stage of the path is such a jewel. Uh, there's such important information in here, that, and it's so thoroughly written. Shantuzemba Jimbandu Jenny, 
Sancho sen basu gote je duya taje duyu ngobje dere loa je ha tendo di shido duyu ngobje dere shido nol duyuares shido lu sodo ne duyu ngobje yomares duyu ngobje shido nol kandas duyuresena doa je ha tendo de jimba jimba doa nalas jimba de Düğün obejinden cemaat cemaatından düğünü daha. Dolalasa. Sen heba heba mama. Düzel yedaşı dikin heba şey oldu da. Heba heba ne? Şedul tante düzela. Doba yiyeceğiz. Şedul tante yine çeşebiz. Sen heba gogoyuz da. Doba yiyeceğiz. Dönüşeba ne? Dabi dönde. Dabi dönde la. Jean-Claude so the six perfections are really the the key points of the bodhisattva path that one practices internally the the four ways of gathering disciples um, are included um, also in these six perfections because these six perfections are then explained to the disciples um, as as well as that generosity is included generosity is included is obvious pleasant speech is giving instructions to disciples taking the six perfections as the point of departure working at the aims is establishing others in the aims of these instructions and consistency of behavior is practicing just as the disciple does Deeksa. they are Shindle Dümen chance Shindu ko ko achi ba tar 
Shindul Nyalen Jinode, Shanju Semilan Luguache, Vatar, then Tuni Dan Labason Lasuva to the Guache to Mares, Jeba Menube, Shindul La Duje, Sheba Chuinos, Shindul La Duje, Sheba Yajures. Although it is true that the entire Bodhisattva path is also subsumed under <coughs> other condensations, such as the two collections, the three trainings, ethical discipline, meditative concentration, and wisdom, and so forth, these are not able to produce <coughs> the understanding that the six perfections do. So the six perfections are the best inclusive set. Um, so here, it's saying uh, the two collections being the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit, and then the three trainings, the the list isn't in the text. Um, Rinpoche explained what the three trainings were, um, but the text writes it. Um, so the, here it's referring to the three highest higher trainings, highest higher training in ethics, meditative concentration, and wisdom. Um, so it's saying that these, um, these two sets and, and uh, the trainings and so forth don't really all in, have this all-encompassing, all-inclusive understanding that the six perfections um, does. So it's saying that uh, are the best all, and if we're looking in terms of inclusion of all the practices, the six perfections are the best, and even better in terms of inclusion and understanding, understanding of inclusion and condensation, um, even more so than the two collections or the three highest higher trainings. Digson Rimche. Shala Zimba Tambo Zimba Zimba Sudan Zuba Sundu to Corinthian Yungu at the Cadres Legamandra. Coring about them by woe. Tombo the Major Tan Tongue about the Ne. Tundan is Shinduki, don't on Zebalas. Tundan is Shadaman Bude, Ne Shinduki, don't on Zebala. Just out on base. Jessota Dambi children So now we move on to uh, number two, all, how all precepts are included in the six perfections. Uh, and then there are two categories under that a discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections, and two, an ancillary discussion of the fixed order of the perfections. Uh, so these are the two, and then we uh, then uh, move 
uh, into the first category and the explanation. So it says the Bhagavan. Bhagavan here is referring specifically to Buddha Shakyamuni, um, the one that's gone. I think that's what Bhagavan is in S Sanskrit to English, maybe Dejan Shepa, I think. Um, uh, formulated a bare outline of the six perfections and the holy regent, uh, Lord Maitreya, produced certain knowledge of these by uh, explicating in accord with the Buddha's intended meaning the key points of rationale for formulating the perfections in that fashion. These explanations show that there is a fixed number of perfections. When you are convinced of this and astonished by it, you will understand the practice of the six perfections as supreme instruction, so obtain such conviction. So here, uh, now we get into the actual um, fixed number of perfections, saying there aren't seven, there, aren't, there are six perfections, and then why, what are those six perfections? They are generosity, ethics, uh, patience, uh, effort, concentration, and wisdom. Uh, so these are the six. Um, <coughs> Deeks, huh? ジョンデンデジシンドクドンダネジェンバチュティンソバタンデワテソンエジェルバタドンダンデバラスネジャサタンベジャシャマンベジャサタンベジャサンジェベネジュテンジュテンジネナネソンジゴンバソンジェジ
and then Lord Maitreya explained in his texts. So by depending upon what Lord Maitreya Lord Maitreya depended upon and depending upon and by depending upon his words and explanations one can gain that same certain knowledge that Maitreya did um, because it's the same information uh, that we're using. Tombe so the six perfections have with certainty only six. Uh, so Rimchi read it again. The Bhagavan formulated a bare outline of the six perfections in the holy region. Maitreya produced certain knowledge of these by explicating in accord with the Buddha's intended meaning the key points of rationale for formulating the perfections in that fashion, so with that number. These explanations show that there is a fixed number of perfections. When you are convinced of this and astonished by it, you will understand the practice of the six perfections as the supreme instruction So obtain such a conviction. So... Uh, the discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections, has six categories. So it's saying uh, that this, this point about the fact that it is fixed in number, in terms of numbers. So there's two categories, that it's fixed in terms of number and fixed in terms of order. So it's in the order that it's given and the number, and it doesn't change. That's correct. And then these um, sections will prove and show why. And so we're under the point of the fixed number, and then there'll be six uh, parts to this. Okay? <laughs> Tenny, 
So uh, the first category, the fixed number of perfections based on high status. Uh, so based on high status, high status being the gods and humans. And it says to fully complete the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds, you need an immeasurably long succession of lifetimes. Moreover, to attain quick success on the path within these lifetimes, you need a life excellent in every respect. Our present life is not excellent in every respect, but rather has only some of the aspects of full excellence. We do not make progress with it, though we practice the teachings. You need a life that has four kinds of excellence. So um, the first category um, deals with um, the fixed number based on high status. Then the Ewajir Lama Son. So here we have to establish and have a reason for the previous lives. So when we look at this fixed number, the Buddha um, um, accumulated merit for three countless eons in order to, um, after generating the mind that aspires to enlightenment. But some practitioners have 40 countless eons, some 50 countless eons. So this isn't fixed. Six perfections are fixed in terms of number. Uh, the uh, other topics within Buddhism are not fixed. This is an example of fixed um, and, and its relationship to high status. So we have this idea of a previous life and before the previous life and an intermediate state. An intermediate state uh, which uh, came after a previous life to that. Um, so when we look at this pattern and we look at this sequence, we see that there are beginningless lifetimes. So we have to establish this beginningless lifetime and then be able to establish a future lifetime to, to look at these points. So the um, Dayanda, the Jewashima Dayanda? Okay. So the establishment of future lives is that if at the point of death, when someone is old or on their deathbed about to die, um, if they still have this attachment, then this is a mind looking to the next. Um, so this attachment shows that there will be a future life if this uh, attachment is still present. Um, so the correct sign to establish that there will be a future life is this attachment that's still present at the um, end of the, this life. 
Hayesuberes, Nambajena Vade, Padun Mayumaris, Joel Toma Mavaris, Tamatama Tomayumaris. So according to Buddhism, we are from the intermediate state, which is from the previous life. According to um, Christianity, we, they would say that God creates all of these things, but we say that there's a series of cause and effects. So then there's a, a quite a bit to think about uh, in order to establish this um, pattern. Um, so a foe destroyer has this um, ending wisdom, this uh, cutting wisdom, which uh, makes it so there is no attachment present. So there is therefore, since this cutting of this attachment, the severing of attachment has taken place, there isn't that projecting element that creates this future life for the foe destroyer, because they no longer have that attachment. <coughs> So if you think slowly in these terms, then your wisdom increases more and more as you understand more and more. Uh, so slowly you'll be able to ascertain. Then make kashi triwa yure. Okay, Rimache said now maybe we can go to the questions that you had um, and see where we end up there. Just so we don't miss that. Okay. Okay. My question was um, to Shravakas and pra pra to hearers and solitary realizers also um, have merit and wisdom, or they just do their train in wisdom alone? Okay. Um Okay, so we could say that the hearers and solitary realizer do have a small amount of method because we would say that the um, desire to definitely emerge or renunciation um, would categorically fall into that. If we're looking at um, merit and saying that merit is exclusively uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, um, then we would say, no, they don't have merit. Um, but if we look at what merit is in terms of the actual word merit, um, there are, are slight amounts of merit that the uh, hearer and solitary realizer do create, uh, nothing by comparison to the bodhisattva, um, but there are slight amounts of merit um, that are created, um, but there is the wisdom realizing emptiness is what they have in, complete, in a complete form. Um, but not the merit. Okay, thank you. Next question. Stasha. Thank you. Um, for those of us who receive the facsimile of the Bodhisattva vow, when we have transgressions, is it the same negative karma as if we had 
the Bodhisattva vow. The Ngachu Sanchu Shanchu Sembi Dumba Don Drapo Yure. Then the Shanchu Sembi Dumba Don Drar, the Chagna, the Dipasa, Gangisen Ngatsu Nune Yomari, then Ngatsu the Sawa Juje, the Chana, then Ngatsu Dipasa Due. Deba Yungurus, Sona Penguris. Deepa Chipa, the Natsu Shanchu Sembe Dumba Nyune Yuna, the Cha, the Nyune Mena Yene Drapo Yuna, Deep Drapo Yuna, Deepa Drapoing Woods. Drapoing Woods, Pen Drapoing Woods. So Rimache said, yes, uh, there would be um, similar. So you would have, a, just as you have a vow that's similar, <coughs> you would have ethics that's similar. So your abandonment would create virtue, and your, um, your abstention would create virtue, but then engaging in or breaking those vows would create non-virtue, um, because it would be similar to, so it would be similar to in terms of everything. Mm. So, so there are those that say where this past and this future future lives, these must have they there's no way to the so they say that a god must have created these. We as a Buddhists um, state that this is separate. Um, we as Buddhists state that um, we establish through correct signs how this has been created, past and future lives. Anyone else? Kai Kasan. Question? Mm -hmm. It's confusing the, the concept of uh, rebirth based on causes and conditions. I, I understand that uh, others, th there's the concept of soul in other faiths, and we don't, we don't practice that. So it's very confusing. What, is a, what takes rebirth? The consciousness. Consciousness. Um, the Jewa Shima Dan Jewa Nama. The Yishu soul yure, yine nampa ngatsu di keleng amare, gari drogudu. Chua shaman tangatsu pungura abad ngatsu rosa ya del hagdu hata, manajakundu wa, taro wa, shibat madu wa, shibat. Consciousnesses, we, we get the aggregates and so forth, the coarse aggregates are discarded, and then the consciousness is what carries forward to the, the future life. The the issue the soul the dakpar jeff dakpar jeff soul dakpar jeff the the jewa shema the the layu dro jeff dro sheba yomar jeff sheba jeffian the konsul kelen. So the these are the legends of Jewish. Maybe one of them, 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 one so the causes of the, the the causes of the future body are the um, sense powers, the the subtle sense powers that 
our our present, so the the future body and the seeing and so forth, the subtle sense powers um, carry forth um, from the previous, and the consciousness is the um, so it's the two, the subtle sense powers and the consciousness itself. Shibad madugde, obungad madugdo, pumur rabadde, nagadurose tejaj mujatnaudde. So the five sense powers. Um, travel, the consciousness travels, and then the coarse aggregates are discarded. What did this do? This is what's said. To China. Yeah. Well, good. That's why John. Um, can we consider um, maybe consciousness and maybe science can answer this in the future? Can we consider consciousness possibly to be a form of energy, because when we speak, think, act, we, we, we release energy or produce energy, it's either virtuous or non-virtuous, and that, that affects our consciousness and follows our consciousness, either as a part of it or as, or as a side thing like baggage, but can we consider consciousness a form of energy? I think this is beyond uh, Buddhism, I think it would be science, but I'll ask Rinpoche, I don't even know, um the how you would translate energy, um, what you would use as well, a everything word. in the universe is a, is a form of energy, yeah. But wind is wind, I don't know that energy would be, um, consciousness rides on the wind, mm -hmm. so if that's what, what we're because we need to train, we have to use wording that Rimbache will know and be able to mm -hmm. establish it as what your question is, and the energy that moves is wind, um. Well, in, I think I, I think, I think in Tibetan parlance, they, you know, the mind or consciousness travels on wind. It uh -huh. might have been the only way it could be translated two thousand years ago. Right, but Scientific that's all they have is that's right. all Rinpoche has as a frame right. of reference. Right, I don't have a way to ask him a question that isn't his frame of reference is two thousand years ago. The Kongi Triwa, the Tsenripa Triwa, the Ngatsu, the the Kailan, the Nga Kailan, the Sem. The long drogodu, the long drogodu. Then Kongi Triwa, the Sheba Chikshena long, Sheba long yin. Sheba long yin sejo, long zuro, Sheba zumaro. Rimshay is saying that the the wind itself, the energy behind that is carrying it, is form. Consciousness and form are mutually exclusive. So the consciousness is something separate than the uh, the energy carrying it. If we're going to say wind could have been a different word that we're using for that is energy now, Rimche is saying that wind is considered form. Consciousness and form are mutually exclusive. They don't have a common locus. Uh, so it's something separate. That consciousness that is traveling is something separate, but maybe it could be scientifically explained as energy. Um, but it has, it's defined as that which is clear in knowing, the mind. Um, so it has this ab ability, that, that it has this clarity that means that it's not sullied in any way, we sully it, and that it knows. Um, so that's what travels, the thing that knows, the thing that apprehends, the thing that grasps, the thing that uh, accumulates is what travels. Um, so it probably has energy, but is energy... We'll find out maybe as science progresses. So the base, the conscious, um, you, you can't say that there is a, a consciousness without this wind. The wind, uh, the consciousness is, is uh, the, the wind is the basis of the consciousness, the base of it.
So in dependence upon the wind, the consciousness is able to think, to, to so this is what is said. Uh, yeah, and then let's let's end. Um, after you, uh, do you become a qualified bodhisattva after the path of seeing? Where you can is no. that when you can actually make a bodhisattva vow, like a real one? No, no. Qualified bodhisattvas, it explained it in here. It's somebody who has the proper reason for taking a bodhisattva vow. It's all explained right here. It says, if it is because of not being made to do it by someone else, not doing it to compete. So the motiva- qualified bodhisattva is someone who has bodhicitta. Let me find the word for it. Um, the the shansa lung, then shanchu semba bitsik yure. The denden shanchu semba yuna, then a shanchu sembi dumba digson. Then the mingare, the shanchu sembi, the denden shanchu kabiare, the lungu. I'd have to look at the word that's used specifically. I'm trying to find it. 356, 357. Tambo, son. The shanchu semba, the ming nyamdu. Um, the shansa lung, the you mean reliable bodhisattva, or is that what you're using? Because that's what it says in yeah. this. It calls them a reliable bodhisattva. Yeah, I'm trying to find the word for in here. Uh, Three fifty six. Okay. Shanchu Semba Dembo. Dembo is a Dembo. Dembo. Then they don't agree. Shanchu Semba Dembo is a Sadon Chakra. So, okay. So it's meaning that it's a Bodhisattva who isn't going to lose his or her Bodhicitta. Um, so at the path of accumulation, just as a translator's note, the path of accumulation, there's three levels. The first level, you could actually lose your bodhicitta. So it might have something to do with that, where they're, they're stable enough, they don't have any of these negative motivations, so they're ready to take it. Okay. Separation and beyond. Oh, the path of accumulation is, uh, is where you take the bodhisattva vow. Oh, okay. Yeah, path of accumulation is where that takes place. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Shanchu sembi dumba tsolang. Shanchu sembi dumba tsolang. 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 So I was just checking what I just said to make sure. All right. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I've collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. 
In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance, Suji Rimichi Gutsi Shepi Denona. Thank you.